The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. It's a beautiful day out here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I wish you could be here. If you're someplace other than the valley and it's cold, I'm sorry. If you're someplace else and it's raining, I'm sorry. If if you're someplace else and it's cloudy, I'm sorry. Because it's very, very, very sunny out here. And uh, I'm just excited. You know, I'm excited about getting an opportunity to talk to you again. And, and I'm going to keep it real. I, I got to get a little coffee in me right now. It's, you know, it's, it's 1 o'clock on the West Coast. And I need that second boost of energy. So I'm going to have my, a swig of my, my second cup. Hold on here. Ah, yeah. Okay. I'm ready to go now. I'm fired up, ready to go. Uh, shout out. I'm going to shout out to my boy, Big Bell, Todd Bell. They got a portrait. You know, they, they, they going to, you know, Todd, man, first of all, I want everybody who never knew a thing about Ray Ellis and Todd Bell. Well, if you followed the Ohio State University back in the day, you should know a little bit about Ray Ellis and Todd Bell. Now, there's not too many times I try to toot my own horn, but I'm going to toot my own horn about this. There was a secondary that I played in at Ohio State with myself, Todd Bell, Vince Skillies, and Mike Guest. And that's okay. Anybody else out there think there was another secondary that was better than that? You can think that, but I care the different. And let me tell you something. Big Bell, Todd Bell, who they named a building after, okay, and... uh now they got this portrait, you know, availing his portrait. Uh, and, 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 and Todd Bell, let me say this to you. First of all, uh, the brother was a role model to his peers. There's very few time amongst your peers. Are you going to find a role model? Because, you, you know, we're young, dumb, stupid. We, you, you're going to find somebody that is like, wow, you know what? I look at that brother and he, he's got it going on. Now, everything about Todd's life wasn't perfect, you know, he, but, but, but he handled it in such a way that it was like, damn, Big Bell is handling his business. From his academics, to his personal life, to his Christian life, to his football, you know, you know he, whatever it was, he handled it. And he handled it in such a way that if somebody wanted to give you advice of how to handle it, it should be handled the way Big Bell is handling his business. So the unveiling of this portrait of Todd, I wasn't there. I believe it happened sometime last week. But I just want all of those out there who are listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Listen, if you want to call me, you can call me at 
347-346-9144. But I'm talking about my man, Big Bell. Let me say this. I played corner in college. When they drafted me and I went to the pros, they told me I was going to play strong safety. They did not give me a handbook. As a matter of fact, they didn't even do what Pete Carroll did to us when I was in college at Ohio State. It's because Pete wanted us to hit a certain way. And I don't think we really got it. So Pete brought in this film, showed you this film of people just getting KO, bottom line. That's what Pete wanted. Guess what? That's what we gave him. And so I knew that when they asked me to play strong safety in the National Football League, they didn't need to show me a film. They didn't need to show me how to do it. I just looked at my boy Big Bell and I said, okay, guess what? Mm, you want me to do what Todd does. That's what I not that you want me to play strong safety. You want me to do what Big Bell does. Oh, I can do that. Because that's how we did it at Ohio State. We we brought it all. We competed so hard with each other. And every day in practice, but we loved each other. Me, Vince, Genghis, as we call Mike Guess, and Big Bell. Oh, man, we loved each other. And Sean Gale and Rod Gordy, God bless his soul. And uh, Storm and Norman. You know, and Doyle Lewis, oh, man, oh, there, there, there was just so many of us in that secondary that I just appreciate the fact that I had that experience with them young brothers. And to know that one of our peers, our leader, I might have been the captain, but Ty was the leader and led by example. An unveiling of his portrait. Oh, man, that's a beautiful thing. So that's that's part of my rant. You know, I always start off in a little rant because I got my coffee in me. But then also, hey, hold on, for all of my friends, because Facebook, they got fans and they got friends. Listen, all my people, my people, that's what I said, we friends. There's not much that changed about me from when I was 22, 12, 52. I'm still stuck on 52, okay, which is 25 in reverse. They got it all reversed, messed up. They messed me up, okay. I've matured. But in terms of who we are, that village that raised me, thank you. But let me tell you, back there in Canton, Ohio right now, there's some things going on. But I'm going to hang in there with the mayor. And and those of you who are against me, give me a call. T call me on my cell phone. i give it to you. i throw it out there. Cell phone number. 480-785-6427. Shoot me a text. Go on my Facebook page. Let me know what problems you're having with the mayor. So then me and Jamie, we can talk about it because, see, I'm about the people. I'm not back there in Canton, Ohio, but I'm about my folks back there, and I want the mayor to do what's right to make things better for all the people of Canton, Ohio. But I believe that you have the best person for the job, and maybe he's not perfect, but he will get better. And, and I just want to thank him for at least trying to make things better. If you got some issues you want him to deal with, we'll work on those issues, too. But I want to shout out to him because, you know, he, like me, is happy because we, we beat the Mouse and Tigers, the Bulldogs. Shout out to the Bulldogs. Bulldogs and Buckeyes and, of course, the Eagles. So all my teams did me well last week with the exception of the Browns. I, I can't give up on the Browns now, but three out of four ain't bad. Three out of four ain't bad at all. But I'll tell you what, of all my experiences as an athlete, and I enjoyed my playing days, what you always want to do is you always would hope and dream that you get a chance if you make it to the highest level to play in front of some people that you know 
I mean, really, really know. And so for me, 25 years ago, when I got a chance to come back to Canton, Ohio and visit my mom and then drive an hour to work to play for the Cleveland Browns, man, that was like heaven. And then to win football games, meaningful football games in front of people that I grew up with. I walk outside the locker room. I'm <laughs> Shout out to some of my people that I worked with with the Cleveland Browns back in the day who, you know, were, you know, caught off guard a little bit with some of my friends. But they were my friends. They, there were some things they were doing. I wasn't necessarily doing those things. So but they were my friends. And I was happy they came to the game and they wanted me to know that they were at the game. Now, I, I could smell them about, you know, 50 yards away. So I knew they were there. But some of my folks from the Browns were like, you know, Ray, do you know something? Yes, they're, they're my friends. They're okay. They bought a ticket. They're going to be good. They're good dog pound, you know, fans. So there was nothing better than me to be at those games and come outside the locker room and see my friends. But I got to tell you what. And, I, and, and we played in that AFC playoff game and beat the Jets. Well, half the stadium left and missed it. Just thought it was over with. Gave up on us. Fat baby hadn't sung yet. Fat dude hadn't either. Baritone, soprano, neither one of them had sung. But they left us. But I will tell you what. As I watched those World Series games last week, shout out to my wife. She's from St. Louis, the show me state of Missouri. When I saw Mr. Freeze, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I need I want to start a campaign to just say that, you know, Brother Freeze should just retire. Because there's nothing in this world that he or anybody else, that, that is one, that's a once in a lifetime moment that will, it will never, it never happened before, it will never happen again. That man played in his hometown. He was faced with the last strike and, and, and hit a, a, a double, a triple. And then he comes back up and then he hits a home run to win it. And then they go to game seven, and he he doing the same thing. I mean, you, you could, if, dreams. Talking about dreams, and we're going to talk about some dreams because Andy Reid's dream came true last week. We saw the Eagles play the way somebody else dubbed them as the dream team. Shout out to Vince. But Andy's dream came alive. You got a chance to see a little bit about what he was dreaming about last week. But Brother Free is in the St. Louis Cardinals. Shout out to the St. Louis Cardinals. And if you don't think that the momentum carries over, ask the St. Louis Rams. No, no, ask the New Orleans Saints. You ain't want to get, see, and you know what's so interesting about that? Is the Saints probably, more than anybody else, should have been prepared. Drew Brees should have rounded his troops up and said, okay, guys, hold on now. Hold on. We've seen this before. We're about to go into an environment right now where there is... There's so much enthusiasm in this city that this is, has to carry over to this football team. So the St. Louis Rams that we prepared all week for, that's not the football team that we're going to see when we line up on Sunday and play. And if we don't get it right, we're going to get our ass knocked off. They're going to they, bring it to us. They should have known that because they rode an emotional roller coaster with Hurricane Katrina. When the whole city, nobody had the New Orleans Saints favorite to win that Super Bowl, especially when they was against the coach. But once they got there to the Super Bowl and the coach and, and the great Peyton Manning lined up against them, 
they just knew that all the cars were lined up against them. It, it, it's, it's almost like they didn't want to, but it's almost like, man, do we really want to beat them? Now, they didn't think that way, but it was just everybody was rooting for them. They just had to. After the Hurricane Katrina, and now the football team bought life back to that, that city. And everybody just, for a moment, they just kind of forgot about it. I mean, think about this now. There were bodies that were laying, oh, gosh, in that stadium. People actually passed in that stadium, and then they came back there and played football. And those people who died in that stadium, they, it's almost like they was rooting for that football team, too. I wouldn't even want to play New Orleans. Not there. No. So New Orleans knew what they were dealing with. Now, it wasn't quite the same thing. But but when a miracle happens, you, you, you've witnessed a miracle before. When you see him, and then you can explain and say, that, that, that's just God. That, you know, that's just God doing his work. You know, and that's what happened when my man, when, never happened before. If there's some, if there's another Mr. Freeze out there, I'm talking professional sports that got an experience in somewhat similar to that. You need to share that as a matter. So what I'm saying to you is, Brother Freeze, you should retire. Just go on book writing tours, make appearances, do motivational speaking, because you can't get better than that. You will never, ever get better than what you did for the St. Louis Cardinals. So I want to congratulate the St. Louis Cardinals for an outstanding baseball season. You know, I guess you kind of did the T-bow. You waited to the last, you know, part when it really counted to make it happen. I guess we can call that T-bow. But Tebow played different this past week, so we, we'll get to. I'm getting ahead of myself. But anyway, shout out to those uh, St. Louis Cardinals. You know, hell of a thing there. Shout out to my pop. He's happy. I know that's my father-in-law. I know he's happy because he liked them Cardinals, and uh, they they deserve to win. But also, uh, you know, to keep the momentum going, keep the city going, and and and, and let me say this because you've heard if you've been listening to me, you've heard this before. I told you that 25 years ago when I was playing for the Cleveland Browns, the city was in bankruptcy. The team did so well. I don't know where the money came from, but the money came out of nowhere that we were able to come out of bankruptcy. Well, guess what I also heard? I heard that the city employees of St. Louis, Missouri had to take furloughs. And those who were in, you know, they know what furlough is. That's, that's when you got to give back a day or, you know, you don't get paid for a day of work. Well, guess what? Because the Cardinals did so well, they canceled those furloughs. The city didn't have to do that. That's what a sports team can do for you. Jacksonville, you need to think about that. All those teams that got professional teams and, and let them try to think about going someplace. Buffalo, I don't think, although I don't think Buffalo going nowhere now. I think those people are willing to fight for this football team the way they're playing now. But if you got a professional football team, you don't think it helps your economy? Wait till it's taken out of your economy. Don't let that happen. Believe me, don't let that happen. It can be devastating. But that team does do something for that local economy when that team is there. Listen, I've been ranting for the first half or the first segment of my show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I hear that music, so I got to take a break, and we'll be right back. I take my man Kev with me on the other side. He surely will be. Come back, y'all. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. What if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place? It can be done, and Darnell Autry proves it every week on Outside the Spotlight. In this program, athletes and artists come together to share their success stories, hobbies, professional projects, and more that will interest not only the sports fan, but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories. If you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer, listen for Outside the Spotlight, Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right. Here's the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And uh, I got my man Kev on on the line and I appreciate Kev he, he listens to the show and uh, he's become a friend of the show and and I'm happy to, to share this uh, platform with him particularly in this moment because we're talking about dreams and, and, and I just like to know Kev because I believe I'm not sure but I believe most people when it comes to athletics those who who, who play sports I believe it's something because I certainly did I believe you know you dream about what you would like to do one day if you got a chance to play and, and most of us is at the it's at the highest level. It's at the professional level, maybe college or even high school. If you got a good high school team, and again, shout out to them Cam McKinley Bulldogs for to the Mouse and Tigers, and you you know what that is with they the Mouse and Tigers. So I, I just wanted to care. Do you have a moment where you was dreaming and wishing when you was a kid that you could grow up and play football and do something? And and if you did. Imagine yours to what happened to this guy, and do you agree with me that man, he ain't gonna be able to top that ever again in life? Nah, he's not gonna be able to top that. And uh, you're right. Uh, I, I look back at when I was a kid, and I remember, I mean, starting off the first time I played Pop Warner, you know, and just playing uh, uh, just the local, and you playing around your little family, and, and few friends were coming to games, you know, and you dreaming, I'm gonna make it big one day, and. You're gonna do. You're gonna make all the touchdowns. You're gonna do all the tackles. And then going over to high school, you know, especially becoming a high school jock, you know, you get you get kind of big headed a little bit, you know, because everybody's your friend and wishing you well. And 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 in my case, I enjoyed uh, what really fascinated me the very first time was coming 
out of that tunnel going into our, in our first home game at the L.A. Coliseum. Oh, man, to just uh, see all the fans and uh, everybody excited about the game. And I was so excited. And uh, even though I didn't play nothing but special teams that game, uh, I was uh, my mindset was, man, I get in the game, man, I'm going to get this interception and I'm going to run it back for a touchdown. And I want to do a, a dance in the end zone. And, you know, so uh, saying all that is to say, just going up the different chain of commands because you reach that ultimate level and having a dream even when you're in that ultimate level is awesome. But then to fulfill it, you, it's, it's no higher point than that. And yeah, and that, and and that's you know to fulfill it. But but what this guy did too um, is he did it in his hometown, and he did it in in the World Series. Oh, you know, it's just like. It's like, wow, the Hollywood writers, they couldn't have come up with that. You, you've seen some good movies. As a matter of fact, what's one of the best movies you've seen that came out like that on the winning, you know, winning side of things, and it was a story? Give me a, a good movie that we might compare to this story. Wow, man, uh, that's, that's pretty, that's a good one there. I haven't been to the movies in so long, but one of the movies I like, I liked the movie with Michael Orr. You know? Oh, The Blind Side. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, to me, you know, that's our ultimate uh, movie because of the uh, adversities he went through to get to where he is today. Yeah, you're right about that. Now, here's now, but but here's the thing about it: he he, Michael's story has been replicated, and his was that you know, yeah, family took him in. There's some people that a lot of you know have been taken in by people other than their parents, and they've gone on to college and they've made it to pro sports. So that one is okay. But this man, in the in the World Series, when it's the last strike of the World Series, hits a triple to keep his team in the game to go extra innings, and then he hits a home run, a walk off home run. See, I, that story I haven't seen. I, I haven't seen that story. I haven't watched that story, and I think that story is yet to be written. I, I think it's yet to be. I think it got freeze all over. You know, in fact, freeze it. <laughs> you freeze it right there. I agree with you. And, and you know what? And 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 to add to it was the emotion on the manager's face when 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 the when they hit the last out when Texas hit was up to bat and had a chance to you know either win or or go home and they hit it and and, and the manager's you know the look on his face was like oh, you know and and they caught it it was over with. Man, that was just a beautiful thing. That, and so, listen, I don't think there is another story out there. If it is, somebody knows about it. Listen, call me, 888-346-9144. And if you got a better story than the one that the young man Freeze just showed us, please tell us about it. But I'll tell you what, there's some other things that was happening out there talking about a story. And Andy Reid did not dub his team. He did not dub his team the Dream Team. But, but Vince Young, again, Vince was just, you know, and again, it was kind of like the Miami thing, but Vince was just saying, you know, hey man, you know, if you, you know, you, you, you dream that you could put a team together and you could have these people on your team, you'd like to do that, but that's just kind of, that's a dream. Not that you can't really make that happen. And Andy Reid was able to pull that off. And it appears to me that at least when they played the Dallas Cowboys this past Sunday night, that the dream team that Andy dreamed of having showed up on the field and so what Andy was trying to kind of let everybody know 
the ability and, and the talent and what this team could do if they would ever on the same day put everything together, it showed up that night and it just so happened. Now, this wasn't just the sisters of the poor. This is what I always tell people about, you know, John Elway and the fact that he's in the Hall of Fame. When they show John Elway's Hall of Fame thing, it ain't about Ray. It's about many and Dick. Hanford Dixon and Frank Minifield, you know, the two greatest tandem, that tandem there, I think that's the best that ever played. Mike Haynes and, and Lester Hayes. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, I close my eyes, take either one of them. But it was because of who he played against in, on the drive that made it so famous. And I'm telling you, when Andy Reid went up, took his dream team up against the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, they showed up and showed out. And and I, I'm just, I don't know if you got a chance to see that game that night, but I'm going to tell you, if the dream team, as they call it, I, I'm not even going to call them dream team anymore, but if the Eagles continue to play like that, they're going to be hard to beat. Now, did you get to see Tony Romo and his team show up that night? Oh, well, I believe they showed up that night. Well, yeah, they showed up. <laughs> Did, did you did you see any of that, Kevin? All I seen I seen some of the game. To be honest, I seen some of the game, and what I seen. Uh, only thing I can say is, Philly keep playing like they did that night. They're gonna be a force to reckon with. You know, uh, they can be they can do just like how the Giants did that year when uh, the Patriots was running around whip, uh, whipping everybody every game, and then when they played them. Uh, Giants in that Super Bowl, the Giants took it all, you know, but they was awesome the other night. Yeah, they, they were, and, and the fact of the matter is that, and I'm, I'm going to agree with you about that team that the Patriots had that year, and, and the Giants went in, and, and that's where I really gained a new um, appreciation for Eli, because in, in that particular game, you know, that great pass that they threw. Uh, when people were all over him and throwing him, it kind of just reminded me of, you know, when he was a kid and how his brother probably used to beat up on him all the time. And, you know, he just continued to, you know, to give up. And one day you stand up to the big brother and bam, you know, and you win. And yeah. and I've gone through that with, with my brother. Roy knows it. <laughs> you know, I had to stand up to my big brother at, at times. But uh, uh, and, and that's what the, the Eagles. Listen, this happened to the Eagles and the Cowboys years ago. Wilbur Montgomery was the one that threw the overhand overhand right and then uppercut with the left and then come back with another, you know, straight to the jaw knockout punch uh, of the Dallas Cowboys, you know, back in 1979, which put them in the 80 uh, Super Bowl against the Raiders uh, because the Cowboys basically you had been America's team for a long time and they controlled the NFC East and they kind of were like a dynasty. And, and, and then, you know, Wilbur stepped up and said, no, man, we, we're not going to take this anymore. And, and, and since then, it's since that 19, that NFC championship game of 1979, uh, that's when the Philadelphia Eagles decided that they wasn't taking no butt whoopings from the Dallas Cowboys anymore. And, and truly, they felt like they were America's team because after all, you know, it's Philadelphia. You know, the, the slogan, America starts here. You know, America ain't Dallas, you know. So, uh, and for those reasons, it's always been a heated rivalry. And I, I really think those people, when you talk to those people in Philadelphia, they'll tell you about that NFC Championship game. I think it was early in the first quarter. Wilbur just broke a long one on him, man. And from that time on, you know, it, it was over with. But it has been some real heated rivalries. I remember my man, Dirty Waters. God bless you, Andre. You know, Andre, go up against the Dallas Cowboys, man. Andre was on a mission, you know. Uh, Emmitt Smith knows about Andre Waters, you know. <laughs> but it's just uh, Troy Aikman. They know about Andre. Uh, Wes Hopkins, Reggie White, Clyde Simmons, Seth Joyner. 
you know, Eric Allen, Mark, come on, a lot of them, Byron Evans, all of them, you know. So that Cowboys and Eagles game was a good thing. So did you, what did you think about Mike Vick the few times you did see him? Did he look good to you? Mike looked awesome. I mean, to tell you the truth, uh, I have to give a big shout-out to that whole Phillies team because uh, the offense, it was like they were on the money, the defense was on money, the uh, special teams, you know, it's like they all finally uh, connected. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and that's, you're right about that because I think it was only like one or two punts that the Eagles did all game long, and 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 they were clicking on all cylinders. And shout out to Howard Mudd. Howard was our offensive uh, line coach when I was with the Cleveland Browns, and uh, you know some of the things I see people doing now, you know, it, it's it's because of what Howard was the offensive line coach for Peyton Manning for years until I think the last couple years he retired on a contractual type dispute collective bargaining kind of thing he got caught up he's a former player as well but Howard is the guy that uh that my man was chest bumping on the sidelines each time after he'd make a nice run you know and Howard's on crutches just had hip surgery but uh, uh just a good man and uh I, I was happy to see him on the sidelines but I'm gonna tell you there's some other good games out there too I'm gonna tell you a game and I think a lot of people were surprised at uh, because you continue to hear about how how great Tom Brady is, you know, six and one against uh, the Steelers, and uh, the Steelers stepped up. Yeah, the Steelers stepped up, and and Kev, I'm telling you, um, Tom Brady probably, you know, was wondering, is this the same team I've been playing the last seven years, or the seven times I played previously? Uh, you know, the same guy, Dick LeBeau, is the same coordinator. You know, what happened? Because uh, Tom, I think, anticipated he was going to see the same old Dick LeBeau, and he didn't see that. It, it was something different. And so for that reason, I believe that, um, you know, Tom was not able to, and, and they say it confused him. And, and I think he was kind of confused because all of a sudden Tom wasn't accustomed to seeing the Pittsburgh Steelers consistently playing bump and run on his receivers. So I think he was a little bit confused. I thought he thought it might have been uh, that they were going to be disguising their coverages. But no, they felt like, no, man, we need to get up here and be physical with these receivers and take them out. And, and I will tell you this, Kev, my thing is that is the solution to this new football. Bump and run. Just get up there and bump them receivers, throw them off, you know. Yeah, Don't let them just come off the line of scrimmage. You only got three seconds to get the ball out your hands anyway. So why not go up disrupt the receiver? Now all of a sudden you got a second and a half, and and it's got to be a perfect ball. If you if you playing bump and run, just get a couple safeties that you know ain't gonna miss no tackles. That's and, right. And you can bump and run. Listen, we got to take a break. We got about uh, mm, thirty seconds. Uh, I believe I got a message coming here. Wait, before I go, I ain't gonna go yet because if this message comes up here, and this is the kind of message I think it is. Oh, that tells me I got thirty seconds. I was hoping. But I got a special caller out there. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm looking for a special call out of the city of Canton, Ohio, the Hall of Fame city. Just to talk about a couple things, because uh, like I said, I'm, 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 my, my support is there. And I want to um, help my friend who is the mayor, Healy, of Canton, Ohio. Jamie, as the friends call him. But we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some more football. I want to talk a little bit about bump and run. That's the solution. To this new passing game in the National Football League. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. 
America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. What does building a family mean to you? Nobody has experienced the pain and joy of family life in a way that Freddie Scott has. And his experiences in life, in sports, and business can help you create a successful family future. We'll cover many aspects of family building and management with a focus on fatherhood. Men and women want their families to succeed during these tough times. Our show will give you hope for the future and practical tools for a successful family. Tune in to The Freddie Scott Show, tackling the game of life, Mondays at noon. Noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. That music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, and living like it matters. And speaking to my good friend Kev, and uh, Kev, we were just talking a little bit about bump and run, and 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 I particularly, you know, think that bump and run coverage is going to be the savior for the defenses as it relates to this new football game because it's a passing game. And and what happens is they've shown that the quarterbacks have been getting the ball out of their hands right at or under three seconds. So knowing football like you know it, you know, when you got a guy up on the face of a receiver and he's jamming and bumping, if he misses bump or whatever, you know, they're just not going to be, you know, be able to get off the ball as as quickly and, and, and get into their route, uh, you know, the way they anticipate it when it's being disrupted because there's somebody in their face which gives more time for those defensive linemen of which the Philadelphia Eagles and some other teams have come up with this wide nine alignment of which to me just looks like somebody in, a, in, in the starting blocks of, of, of a sprint, you know, in the NC2A championship or the Olympics. And, and, and so what do you think about, do you think that, that, that the solution could be, yeah, it's bump and run, man, because the Steelers did it and, and it's a copycat league. Do you think that more people are going to look at that because, you know, Probably a passing camp, or if you're looking for a passing package, you're probably going to go try to look at the New England Patriots and see what Tom Brady and those guys are doing. So if somebody's got the solution to that, you probably want to look at that. And it looks like, you know, the Steelers were able to do that with this with this bump and run coverage that they play. What, what do you think about that? And also those, those wide nine, those short defensive ends coming off and getting to that quarterback in three seconds. 
let me hear a little bit about what you believe in that uh, solution and, and, and that solution complemented by those wide nine defensive linemen. Well, um, I believe everybody's going to start watching game film on that because with that wide nine, that wide nine, that bump and run, run works hand in hand because uh, with them uh, defensive linemen uh, coming off that ball real uh Real like quick sprinters at the, at the backs, mm-hmm. and then that from time to time, how they have some of them linebackers doing the blitz as well. Um, they putting the pressure on them quarterbacks where they they want to get off in three seconds, but then you got them uh, DBs. You know they they bumping them. You know uh, they playing them are uh, playing them real hard, bumping them before that five yards. It, it, it throws it throws that whole rhythm off. It throws a rhythm off where they to the point now that. Uh, they won't be able to catch a lot of them passes, and they get more interceptions, pretty much. Yeah, and I, and you know because it's one of those things. Whereas when you got a guy like Tom Brady, and and some of the other you know great quarterbacks that are out there, I think Aaron Rodgers probably having a better season than anybody. You yeah. know, but when you when you see people like that, and and you look at that, their abilities to play uh, a passing game, whereas they're not disrupted at all. It's like it's like it looks like seven on seven. But so, so what you got to do is you got to do something to disrupt it. Tom Brady can complete any pass if nobody is putting pressure in, on him, or if the receiver is just getting a free release off the line of scrimmage. You can't you can't guard receivers like that because I think you've seen a couple of the um, touchdowns that he's thrown in the last few games. I mean, literally, and I'm, I'm trying to explain to people that when you have an elbow length. I mean, from your elbow to the tip of your fingers, when your arm is that far outstretched over a defender's hand, then you're open. I mean, that's the kind of window. That's all you need in the National Football League. You don't need, you know, like, you know, wide open. (laughs) But a a cat was so wide open the other day, he's looking around and finding out, am I at a football game? Was anybody guarding me? I know it was a blown coverage, but really? Did you blow it that bad? And so, no, when you see somebody wide open in the National Football League, you know that somebody's either blown a coverage or and made a mental mistake or they fell down. So, yeah, yeah, most definitely because, uh, uh, and a lot of guys coming out of college get to see that because in college, you know, high school, college, yeah, you see them holes open all day long. Receivers uh, get out. You know, by itself all day long. But in the NFL, boy, that window opportunity closed so quick. As fast as it opened, it closed. Yeah, it, it does. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's that makeup speed. I mean, these, these young men can run. I mean, they can run very fast, you know. And, and that's why when Tom Brady throws a pass, you know, very few times do you see Tom Brady throw a pass with what we call touch. Tom throws rifles. Everything yeah. that comes out of his hand, and Aaron Rodgers too. They throw rifles. Very few times do those quarterbacks throw touch passes. Now they they have a touch on their long ball, you know. But you know, and, and they know how to throw it just right that the guy runs up under it. And but but most of the time they they throwing rifles, and, and and it's in between. They got so much confidence in their arm and in their ability. And I'm gonna say the same thing about Ben. I mean, Ben will try to throw some passes, but that's what you have to do. If you're a quarterback, you got to be a gunslinger. And that's the problem, I think. And I don't want to go there yet, but see, that's the problem with Tim Tebow. See, he, he's not a gunslinger. You know, the quarterback, I just think about, just picture those guys who really have the ability 
to be great quarterbacks, and and sometimes you just see where they just slinging it, and and it it, it goes in between two people. Two people could dive across uh, in front of a receiver, and they miss it by that much, but they have that much confidence and that much accuracy that that they can certainly do that. But I but I'm gonna I, I'm gonna stick with that. I want everybody to know. That Dick LeBeau, like he said, he changed some things. He said you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but that that's a Buckeye. I want y'all to know that. That's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> there you go. From the Ohio State University, and he made the adjustment. So now they're going to give Tom Brady them something else to think about because they're going to they gonna work that bump and run, and, and they're going to disguise that a lot too. So listen, I'm not sure, but it might be that the Super Bowl might be going through Pittsburgh. Now I don't know that because uh, there was another game, and I and I got an email here, uh, email from Ryan. Ryan wants me to to talk a little bit about how in the world did the Arizona Cardinals lose? How did they blow a twenty one point lead? And and I'm gonna tell you how they blew a twenty one point lead is because just as I talked about the confidence that Tom Brady has in his ability and in his team. You know, Tom Brady knows how to win. He knows what it takes to win. And he knows when he's beat. Okay? And I can tell you this. I don't care. But for me, the Arizona Cardinals knew from when the game, you know, as soon as the gun went off, they knew they were beat. They were playing the Baltimore Ravens. It's almost like a couple weeks ago when we were talking, Kev, and we talked about, you know, the Detroit Lions and the San Francisco 49ers and, 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 the, and the 49ers were getting excited. Because they beat the Detroit Lions. Now, hold on now. That's the Detroit Lions. You, you haven't really beat, you know, one of the best teams in the National Football League. You beat the Detroit Lions. And they are who they, who they were. That's it. So when the Arizona Cardinals were playing the Ravens, you, Ray told, listen, bottom line was, you know, Ray got his boys together, man. Listen now, come on, y'all. We got to play football. This is not, this is not the way we play football. And, and I know, and you and you know Flacco was going to you know after 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 his man is standing up for him, Suggs is standing up for him up against Skip, you know, and saying that hey man, you know we got one of them quarterbacks, he, he, we believe in him, he can get it done. You know he told his team, hey guys, I, I, I can get it done. I'm going to get it done. You guys just say hey, 21 point lead, we gonna come back. But the Arizona Cardinals don't have that confidence in their ability, and because of that. No, they 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 playing Ray Ray. They playing Ray Ray and the Baltimore Ravens, and Baltimore Ravens wasn't going to lose that football game. That's what I just believed from the very beginning. I knew the Ravens were going to beat the Cardinals, but what, what do you think, Kev? Well, see, uh, like you say, it was mentally. They they lost they lost it when they lost their confidence when they started uh, when the Ravens started coming back. Yes, it was like they gave up. You could feel that. You could feel that. Uh huh. Go ahead. And and and, and see, uh, be, even before the game. Uh, even that Saturday, that Friday, they you know they they hear what the media and everybody else is saying. Oh yeah, the the Ravens, you know, they're gonna crush the Cardinals, you know, because you know they were embarrassed about the last loss, and and the Cardinals they fed into it, but then when they had that twenty one point lead, they uh they got overconfidence, they got lax, and in the process of getting lax. And the Ravens start putting that pressure on them on defense and Flacco putting that ball, getting that ball to Bowden and all his other weapons. They started, uh, losing their And you confidence. know, you know, and you know, Anquan wanted to show up and show out too, oh, and he yeah. did. He did. Yeah, he did because, I mean, I'm gonna say this, and I'll say this right now today, uh, 
when the Cardinals had played the Steelers in the Super Bowl, I believe they would have won that game if that offensive coordinator didn't try to pacify Antoine Bowden. Oh, you think they were trying to pacify him in the Super Bowl? When they threw, when they threw that ball, when they should have ran that ball in the end zone instead of throwing that ball to where that uh, linebacker intercepted and ran that ball all the way back down to like the two or the three, that that should have been a ball being ran in. Yeah, well, you know that was that was a, a, that was a big game change right there. It went instead of, that was like a, a fourteen point swing because yeah. it went from them having a touchdown. To giving up a touchdown, so you you didn't get seven points and you gave up seven points. So that that but but I was I believe that was a damn good football game. I, I really believe that was a damn good football game. I'm I, for that. I don't really hold them blame for, but but you know that coordinator of course is, is now the head coach with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, of what you you know gave the boys last night a good spanking uh, out there in San Diego. You know they did it to the San Diego Chargers, but uh, that that was Haley of course. But I but I'm gonna tell you what. Um, I when you talk about that Steelers game and you talk about that Super Bowl that the, uh, that of course the Arizona Cardinals in, I think that was the best football game that they played in a long time. I don't think they played a game like that, and they actually played good enough to win that Super Bowl. But I think that was it, man. I, I think that was it for them. Since then, that team has not been the same. I mean, I think they felt like they gave their best. I, I haven't seen them play football like that since then, and I like that team going into that game. It really was a toss-up. I didn't think one team was that much better than the other. I think they gave everybody their money, and that was a hell of a game. But they need to get back to playing football like they were playing that year. That's how they. That's how they need to play football. And, and they start. And it starts really uh, getting their mind right, and it's in the heart. Well, I'm gonna tell you what. The heart of the football team needs to be the quarterback. And right now, I don't know about Kevin Cobb. But well, I'll tell you what, we got to take a break. You got a little music there. You know what show you listen to? Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'm going to try to see if I can give some love to the Cardinals. And maybe they, maybe the second half of the season they can try to turn it around. Me and Kev will talk about that and a little bit more on the other side. And uh, come back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. A 
Okay, we're back. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, uh, living like it matters. And uh, I'm just going to say something real fast. Tim Tebow. Okay, Tim Tebow is not a starting NFL quarterback. Bottom line, not a starting NFL quarterback. I got one problem. Listen, I, I believe in mocking a whole lot of things and a whole lot of people, but I don't play with Jesus, fellas. And if, if don't, when y'all, you know, trying to mock Tim, do everything else that he does. But you need to pay respect and think about what you're doing. Now you get down in the position, you won't be able to get out of that position forever. Don't take it there. You know, if you want to mock him in some other way, fine. But if you're going to get on your knee and you're going to pray, you'd be praying for real. That ain't nothing to joke about, you know. But, uh, Tim Tebow, not an NFL quarterback. Now, also, I want you, for those of you that watch, you know, Boomer and, you, and, and Tom Jackson, and, and when Tom, Tom Homeboy from Cleveland, okay, played for the Denver Broncos for many years, was on that team to beat us, to drive in the fumble. But let me just say this. When Tom takes a position of which he's kind of letting you know about, you know, what, how they kind of caved in to the fans and, and kind of put Tim Tebow out there even though he wasn't ready, you know, which I guess was kind of a PR move, but it was a PR move that had, I guess they felt like they had to do it. They're going to stick with it because they didn't want to feel as if held on. Now, we're supporting this franchise. Tim Tebow is what we want. They're trying to tell him Tim Tebow ain't what you think he is. So they put him out there so they could see how bad he is. And I'm sorry, guys. You know, you can't just come up with a system for one player. You got, if he goes down, there's another quarterback that's got to go in for him. And if he goes down, there's another quarterback that's got to go in for him. So you may put a package together for one specific person, but you don't design an entire offense specifically for a person to play a game that's at a lower level when you're in the National Football League. No, you play, when you play pro football, you play pro football. When you play college football, you play college football, high school, Pop Warner. Pop Warner got the mercy law and all that. You can't score so many points. But in the big boy league, you got to play big boy ball. Tim, you're a backup quarterback. Maybe you can go to Canada or someplace else, but you're a backup quarterback. That ain't a bad thing. It ain't a bad thing to be on the NFL roster and hold a clipboard and get paid all that money. They drafted you at that position. You didn't tell them to. They did. So I'm going to say that about Tim Tebow. Uh, but but I got my man, uh, I think I got Jamie on the line. And, of course, Jamie, uh, you know, has a good friend that he works with. And that's Jared Allen. We always want to make sure that we follow what Jared's doing. I think Jared's got a, a, a new child in his life. And, of course, you know, they beat Cam last week. Hey, Jamie, you there? I am here. How you doing, right? I'm doing good. Is that right, Jared? Just had a newborn. Uh, uh, is it a baby girl or a baby boy? Yeah, baby girl. Oh, yeah. There you go, man. Oh, man, I got a daddy baby girl, man. I know what that's all about, so he's going to go ahead and spoil her. But let me ask you something. So when you, um, you know, Jared's out there playing, he, he didn't do the Randall Cunningham thing, whereas he was trying to make a decision if he's going to play or he's going to be, you know, right there in the delivery room. It wasn't that close, was it? He took uh, he took a couple of days off. Um and uh spend time with his wife and that and so he uh you know i i don't I'm not quite sure i've ever met a prouder father he's uh he's phenomenal man that's amazing let me just tell you about how how, how mean how mean sometimes people can be i remember when randall cunningham's wife was pregnant 
and she was expecting to deliver on what might have been a game day. There were fans that were coming out of the woods that were saying, listen, you can go see the baby afterwards. You're not the delivery doctor. You need to play the football game and then go see your child. Randall had took a stance and said if his wife went into labor during the game, he was going to be with his wife. If she went in just before the game, he was going to be at the hospital with his wife. And people were like, no, he has an obligation to be out on that football field and play. So I'm hoping the Minnesota fans didn't treat Jared quite like that, man. And I, But listen, that was a good football game. And, and listen... I'm not going to, well, I did, because I've been following Cam, and I've been wanting to see him do well, but I also like Donovan, and wanted to see Donovan do well, love Adrian Peterson, you know, you know, Leslie Frazier, man, I know Leslie from back in the day, uh, so maybe I might have been rooting for Cam in this particular game, but a kick, when a game comes down to a kicker, and all he's got to do is make a kick, and a kicker can't make a kick. You know, I think he needs to get cut. If it goes, if it, I'm sorry, guys. You know, I, I, do I think that Phillip Rivers should have been cut last night because he fumbled the ball? No. But a kicker missing a kick, I, I guess everybody's heart might, might have dropped out of their chest when the kicker missed that uh, field goal. Is that right, James? You, did you see the end of the game? I did. I did. I don't, uh, you know, Linda Murray's been in the league a long time. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. He's a kick. It's the same thing he's been doing all these years. You're just kicking. It was a chip shot. Everybody thought the game was over. With the Minnesota people probably got up and were leaving the game. I thought it was over. It was, uh, you know, like I said, it was a chip shot, and uh, yeah, I'm sure people's, uh, you know, their hearts were in their throat. And then when it went wide, <laughs> let, let me ask you: Do you think as bad, as good as Freeze felt if you saw the kid out there with the St. Louis Cardinals for the baseball team that hit? of course, the triple, and then hit the home run. As good as he felt in doing that, and that was the World Series, do you think that the kicker felt just as bad on the other side because he missed the kick? I do. I mean, because they cost him the game. I got my man with me. Kev, what do you think, man? You think the kicker felt that bad? I think the, field, the kicker felt real bad. Because all you got to do is because kick. I mean, if you if you strike out, at the, you know, in the last out. Now, I'm glad Freeze didn't strike. Because I'm telling you guys, I'm going to be honest. I sat there, and I don't know how many people did this. But I, well, a lot of people for the Cardinal fans probably did this. But me, I really didn't have a, a real strong attachment to one team or the other. Other than, like I said, my wife's from St. Louis, Missouri. But I was watching the game by myself, and I actually was praying for that kid. I wanted him I, I was praying that he hit a home run. I, I wanted him to be the hero, the hometown hero, because you don't things like that just don't happen, you know. And and have it set up the way it was. They mentioned it just as he was up to the plate, you know, hometown guy and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, wow, could could this? I mean, just imagine if he were to do this, you know. So so let me let me ask you, Jamie. You ever have a uh, a situation when you were a kid that you ever dreamed about being in a, uh, in a moment like that, like the field goal kicker? You know, for Cam, those guys, he could have won the game. You ever dreamed about being in, in that moment? And if you did, I, did that moment ever happen for you? And if you did, how did it turn out? Um, no, the moment never did happen for me. But uh, well, I guess you could say it did somewhat. I mean, I don't care I what did. level. It could be high school, Pop Warner, junior yeah. high, high school, college. You know, I, I think every boy growing up, especially if they're an avid sports fan, um, whatever respective sport, you know, that they like, I, I think, uh, I think every kid has a, you know, 
winning touchdown, uh, the home run that wins it all. I, I think every kid has that dream. Yeah, and that's what makes sports, you know, it just makes it what it is, man, because those things happen. I mean, things, you know, dreams, that's what they say, well, this is what dreams are made of. That's a situation where you're just like, okay, can it happen? Is it possible? And and it, and it happened. So, okay, so let me ask you guys something. Okay, of course we know what's going on this week. We got in college, and I'm just going to throw this out there, a little different swing of it. They're saying there's a game of the century that's about to be played between LSU and Alabama. And just to find out if it's a game of the century, I want to ask, starting out with you, Jamie, if you're even aware that it's happening, if it is, who do you think is going to win between Alabama, of course, and LSU, number one and two in the country? I'm uh, I'm going to be pulling for LSU, and, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of Nick Saban. Um but uh, I think LSU is, is going to go in there. They got pretty staunch defense. Um, I, I I don't know if it's the game of the century, but uh, as as they're ladling this, but uh, I think it's going to be a heck of a matchup. I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a defensive game. I, I don't think you're going to see much scoring. I mean, you might, but uh, I I don't I don't see this being a high scoring college game. What do you think, Kev? Well, I've got to say this: where everybody is going for Alabama. Because uh, Alabama do have weapons, but LSU got weapons too, and I, I'm rooting on LSU. You know, I'm going with them as well. You know, and I believe uh, the winner. Uh, well, I'm rooting for LSU. I believe the winner of that game is going to be the one that have the least turnovers. Yeah, and you know, and that, that's the way it happens in football. You know, when preparation, the coaches always say, "Listen, guys, it's going to come down to turnovers. It's going to come down to you know special teams." You know, you got to make sure that, you know, the basics, that we cover the bases. And I, and I always like this, always like this for me. It's like never get away from, you know, the basic fundamentals. Therefore, therefore, you never have to get back to them because that's what coaches always say. Hey, guys, we got to get back to the to the fundamentals. But if you never get away from the fundamentals, then you never have to go back to them. So if you fundamentally sound throughout the entire game and you click it on all cylinders, then that's the team that I think is going to win. And, you know, this, this is a lot of pressure for these young men. I mean, all they did is go out and play football. But these, these kinds of stages are the kind of stages that we look forward to in sports. It gives people things to look forward to this weekend. Both teams have had a bye. They've had two weeks to prepare, prepare for each other. And uh, I just hope the game can live up to the hype because I'm excited about seeing it so yeah. much so that I ain't even talk about the games that are coming on this weekend in the National Football League. Maybe I'll find another show to do that on. Hey, thanks both of my friends for calling in today. I appreciate it. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best.